I'm sure they had one too. Yeah, I did. Anyways, episode two, freedom of speech. Uh, was gonna put it out earlier, but we had homeboy Harvey roll through. That didn't help anybody out. Um, got my homie Joe. Joe Daddy. From. <laughs> you may know him from a little band called The Price We Pay. Yes, sir. Hardships out. You can get that on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Never heard of that. Um, he also has True Warrior tattoo, slinging tattoos out of Soho. Oh, yeah, <laughs> born and raised, slinging ink. <clears throat> so how did Harvey do for how did did fuck your shop up or anything? Nah, actually the uh, the landlord was um, smart enough to build. Uh, I guess the strip, the shopping center, uh, like way high above yeah. the street, like probably like five feet. Yeah, five it's feet pretty high. fucking low over there. Yeah, I guess he knew. I don't know, smart dude, and yeah. uh, he built this pretty high, and I didn't get not even a drop of water. And the people who did get uh, damage, it was just like some leaks yeah. here and there. It wasn't like. Were you there when it happened? Nah, no. I was, I was at my cousin's house, uh. freaking <laughs> stuck in the house playing Gears of War. For like five days straight. Oh, but so y'all were y'all were flooded in there. Y'all couldn't get out. Yeah, I mean he didn't get any water in his house, but it was, it was pretty bad all around the neighborhood and everything. And uh, some people right around us got flooded real yeah. bad, like in in that neighborhood, and then in my neighborhood that I just recently lived in before that got flooded, um, over where my sister lives by Hobby Airport. Oh, there. But, uh, the old neighborhood. Yeah. Because I had to move out, obviously, because my house caught gonna, fire. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Um. obviously, you know, my I'm on the second floor, so I had no issue, but I wasn't here. I was at my sister's house because, you know, it had to be on the day where everybody's trying to watch a fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, freaking McGregor. And so we were all, there was like, you know, a couple of us over there trying to watch that, and then... That's when the storm came. And I remember, like, I was going out because my brother-in-law has a fridge in his backyard. So we were going, I was going out. I think I was the first one to see it. I was going out to get a, a beer a beer or something. And it was already raining hard. And I, all of a sudden, and I've been there when it's rained hard before, but all of a sudden I see, like, because he has concrete in the backyard. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see water come over the grass and it just starts, like, slowly coming in. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, uh, that doesn't look good. Yeah. So I went and told them, and then within literally 15 minutes, we're all back there, like, trying to just push the water back and shit. So needless to say, they ended up getting, like, six inches of water inside the house. Jeez, dude, yeah. And uh, so that sucked. I mean, I I can't really complain. All of my stuff was fine, so I don't want to be one of those people where they just complain for no reason. But I, I just felt bad that my sister got, like, six inches in her house and... Uh, I was stuck there for about a day until my dad came and brought me back over here. And then I had my sister and them come back over here with me. That way they could stay here where the fucking floor wasn't all wet and moldy and shit. Yeah. Uh, I guess I kind of felt bad, too, because... Uh, not I guess. I did. I felt bad because I'm over here, like, laying up in the bed. Yeah. Comfortable, AC, electricity, charging my phone, you know, playing my Xbox. Wrecking fools. And, uh, you know, I'm getting on my phone and yeah. looking at all these people freaking 
old ladies' cars yeah. getting taken, you know, by the water and, you know, just bad, really tragic things happening. And I'm, and I'm laid up in the house, you know, and it's like, damn. Well, see, what was, what was worse for me is, you know, and I think I guess we were kind of set up for it in the sense that we've had a couple of hurricanes in the past years and I always see people, you know, I guess I don't know what the right word. I don't want to say making fun of it, but just making it a smaller thing than it is. And they're like, see, nothing yeah. happened. I told you all nothing was going to happen. So then I feel like when this one was coming around and they were saying how bad it was going to be, everybody, I still saw a lot of people saying it's not going to be that bad. Yeah. They're over or y'all are over exaggerating. And, um, I felt bad. I, it was one of those I wanted to say, I told you so. But uh, I, had one, yeah. I had a dude I know. He was like, y'all are over-exaggerating. It's not going to be that bad. And, he, you know, Facebook posts and shit. And he had his vehicle completely ruined yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to – because, I mean, it's a dick move to be like, I told you so. But, yeah. uh, I mean – and then I also saw people posting, like uh, – they were with a group of friends drinking, hashtagging hurricane party and all this bullshit. Yeah. Like the night, the, the, that Saturday night of. And I was just, you know, and then after it happened, I just, you know, even though I guess maybe because I saw, you know, you know, my sister upset and all that kind of stuff in the house. You know, I immediately thought of those posts and those people and I was just kind of like, just wanted to smack the shit out of them. Yeah, well, it's, man, you know, um, it's almost like, people don't take anything seriously this day. Like, it's yeah. like the moment something big happens, like, <laughs> it was like whenever uh, that dude DC, uh, this is just an example, that dude DC got beat by John Jones recently. Yeah. And uh, that fool's crying face, like, we are laughing at it. I was like, damn, that sucks. And immediately when he made that face, I'm going to be like, memes. Yeah. I was like, memes all day, watch, yeah. like, within five minutes. Yeah. Like, and it sucks that dude was genu- genuinely, like, Like, that's his life, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, like, he, his whole life was coming down right yeah. there. I mean, not his life, but, you know, that's his passion, his career, and people are quick to jump to it and make fun of it, and they, you know, heartless. Yeah. Heartless, and nobody takes anything seriously. Yeah. And with I, the, with the, sorry. No, go ahead. Up. With the hurricane thing, it's, <clears throat> in Houston, it's almost like, it's hard to say, like, man, is this going to be bad or is it going to be yeah. bad? Especially after, you know, um, back in the day, uh, I think it was uh, Katrina in Lu- Louisiana, right? Uh, I think me and you, we were still in high school, actually, yeah, in South Houston. Yeah. And uh, that, like, hurricane destroyed them. And we had a bunch of people come over here uh, from Louisiana, taking in refugees and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, shortly after that, uh, Rita was supposed to come to Houston. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess technically it did, but everybody tried to evac literally. Yeah. Well, like they thought everybody. it was Katrina part 2, so yeah. They, yeah, so you everybody was stuck on the freeways and shit. Dude, for me and my family, we took off. We decided to evacuate at the same time everybody else in Houston tried to and we were out and about for a total over a day it was like i want to say it was like 36 hours total yeah. like we were stuck we ran out of gas and we were on the side of the road and on the freeway yeah. dead stop people were walking around on the freeway it was crazy and then you know i think the other one after that was like ike ike and that one actually did some pretty good damage yeah there was so there like, was i remember for us there was just flooding in the streets there wasn't but it didn't reach 
I mean, I'm sure some places it reached their house, but for us, it just it was just the streets. It didn't get to the house. But I remember for for Rita, I got lucky for that. Well, I mean, I don't know if you call it lucky, but because mainly everybody heading out of here, they're either going I-10 heading towards San Antonio or they're going 45 North heading towards Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, family and friends that, that were in Alabama. So we went, I, can't, I guess that's I-10 East maybe heading that way. So we were on the Beltway, I think, but as soon as we, or I can't remember where we were, but as soon as we hit to that freeway, that freeway was empty. Like nobody was heading that way. Yeah. Everybody was heading up or heading or heading uh, towards San Antonio. So we were literally in traffic maybe like an hour or two. And I mean, you can already see, you know, there was, there was massive traffic, but as soon as we got to that breakaway, we were able to just go straight there without hitting anybody. But yeah. I think that's just because I don't think there was that many people heading that way. <clears throat> Which one was that one for? For Rita. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that is lucky, dude, because the worst thing about that whole period wasn't even the hurricane. The hurricane maybe, like, blew a twig off a tree and maybe, like... <laughs> well, see, I think, I think because the way they spin, there's a side that's stronger than the other side or whatever the fuck. So I think that side hit, like, like the Beaumont area and all that, because when I was coming back... There was a lot oh, of there was a lot of like okay. you know Dairy Queens with the sign fell off and shit like that. So it did look like it. So because we saw that on the way to Houston, we're like, oh shit, Houston's probably fucked. Like we thought our house was fucked and all this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and back then we were like you said we were like in high school, so I was like, damn, you know, you're still a kid. You think your house is like gonna be destroyed? Yeah. And we got and then we got back and we we're like, what the fuck? No. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it can't say nothing to him because there is probably some people who lost some stuff, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> dude, it was like. My dad, um, we we came back into town, and uh, we're driving around my grandma's neighborhood over in the Golf Gate area by uh, Barnett Stadium. That's actually where I grew up at. Um, and so we're driving down the street, and we see uh, my dad walking down the street. And at the time, he, he really wasn't, like, uh, around too much, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we see this fool walking down the street. You know, we're young, so it's like we, we all get out. We're like, you know, my mom stops the car. We get out, and we're like, hey, what's up? You know, like, and we're talking, and, you know, he's kind of like just walking somewhere. I don't know. The fool's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know? he's just walking. <laughs> yeah, you know, down the street, and that fool's insane, so who knows what he was up to. But, uh, you know, we were like, hey, Dad, you know, blah, 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 I miss you, and uh where did you go for the hurricane? Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, what hurricane? And yeah. I was like, dude, a hurricane just passed through. He's like, oh, well, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't even know it was uh, a hurricane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, well, I guess, I guess it really wasn't that all that bad, bad yeah. you know? Freaking dude basically walking around outside, doesn't notice it. Yeah. You know, it can't be that bad. Yeah, the man. Houston part, anyway. But that shit, I mean, this past one, you know, I have a friend of mine. She lives in a, uh, she lives on the west side over there near Katy and shit. And, uh, okay. Even after I was here and everything seemed already, you know, back to normal down here, she said she was still stuck in her house for like another four days or some shit. And that, and then, then a lot of, a lot of streets around her over there were still, you know, even, even when she was finally able to get out, she had to, like, navigate through certain roads to find the ones that were actually already open because some of them were still closed and mm-hmm. shit. So I just think, you know, especially people down here, uh, 
or people in the areas that nothing really happened or it wasn't that bad, they just kind of assume that it's the same thing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised that it was, uh, like, so, like it was pretty bad in Katy. Like, yeah. so I've heard, like, I've, and I've seen on the news and stuff, like, uh, a lot of them, like, whole neighborhoods just freaking, like, up to waist deep. Even, even yeah. I, like, yesterday I had to drive... I had to drive through Edgebrook, which I hadn't done in a, in a while or since the hurricane. And even the houses on Edgebrook, they still have mountains of shit out front. Yeah. And I and I remember my sister telling me that they the they had already came and scooped up all the stuff they ripped out. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I guess when they came, there was people still like, dude, we're still tearing stuff out because some some houses they have to tear so much shit out. And yeah, uh, they still have mountains of stuff like right there on, on the main on Edgebrook. Just all the houses that sit on Edgebrook, they yeah, still have a bunch of stuff uh, sitting in their lawns and shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It was way more <clears throat> uh, devastating than I thought. Whenever uh, one night, uh, actually, since the shop, uh, the tattoo shop was pretty slow, obviously because there was nobody getting tattooed. Yeah, you know, I was out for five days, and then and then the. The days that I did try to go back, there was nothing. Yeah. Obviously, nothing. Nobody was coming in. So I called my friend Scott Cooksey up. He actually owns a tattoo shop in Dallas called Lone Star Tattoo. Uh, me and him got real cool um, through my friend Chris Kiesler, who also tattoos in Dallas. Not sure where he tattoos at now. But uh, also a solid tattooer. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, me and Scott got real cool. And... Uh, you know, gave me a kid's shop, told me I can go up there whenever I want. So I called him up, told him, hey, man, things are slow down here. You know, uh, I want to go up there and do some tats. So he let me come up there. And I was working a lot <clears throat> up there making money. Uh, but anyways, whenever I was out there watching news on Houston, they were talking about the George R. Brown uh, Convention Center, and they were talking how they had, like, uh, like up to 10,000 people in yeah. there. And I was like damn like yeah. ten thousand people it's insane did and you, it's did you see that video of the of the two people in georgia brown no <laughs> this dude was filming <laughs> this is like i'm taking something serious and making it stupid no yeah. um, you're one of those they, people. they had a they had a video this dude pulled his phone out and started recording because there's these two people laying in a little cot it's like all the cots they gave you there and they yeah. had the blanket over them and you can clearly see oh, like, yeah. thr- thrusting in the video. The dude's yeah. like, y'all are nasty. Y'all, y'all are having sex out here at George R. Brown with all these damn like refugees and shit. Yeah. I was just like, dude, like, can't be patient. Wait yeah, you for real. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. dude. Take it to the restroom or some shit. Yeah. Be a little bit more discreet. Yeah, for real. Some people, God, some people don't care, man. It's insane. I was like That's- that in high school when I was a kid. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you like you can just have, like, now you could just, hey, come over. Or, hey, I'm going to come over there. Yeah. And when you're younger, you got to get it whenever you can because you're yeah. probably not going to be able to get it, like, at, at home. home. Yeah. <laughs> you got to freaking meet up with the parents. Yeah. And, all and it'll only last, like, uh, 35 seconds. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 15 seconds from yeah. the top. So it depends yeah. how, how, how much dry humping you were doing beforehand. Yeah, it depends on <laughs> how many times you jerked it that day. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you, if you had a couple out already, then you, you would be all right. You'd have yeah. maybe a solid minute. <laughs> but uh, A strong minute. Yeah. But uh, so that's the perfect segue. But uh, so what, what, how, how, did, how did your whole home burning down thing happen? <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, that was crazy, dude. Uh, 
obviously that doesn't happen to I mean it happens to a lot of people but it's not something, I, it's not common you know like I, I don't know yeah, I personally don't know anybody that they're like hey my house burned down I'm like, it's like the? oh yeah, yeah me too yeah. Tight. <laughs> yeah right you know it's like oh mine did too yeah. like alright tight cool yeah. you know but it's uh, it was crazy man um, we were I forgot I took the day off I took the day off at the shop and uh, me and my friend, uh, or my cousin, Pete, uh, we were playing Gears once again at the house. Shout out to Pete. House. You yeah, suck at Gears, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Get wrecked, fool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were playing, you know, and uh, it was a good day, man. It started. I got a new little monitor to play on and everything. Yeah. It was tight. We got those little Elite controllers. And uh, so we are wrecking, right? And uh, so... You know, my friend JR and Jasmine come over, and uh, we're like, oh, let's go get some food, go get some wings. So we left, went to Wingstop, and uh, we're there, we're there maybe for like 30 minutes, and we're in the middle of eating. And my sister calls me, and she's like, Joe, come home now. Your house is on fire. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, shut up. I was like, no, it's not. You're playing, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. you know? Because, I mean, she's a jokester, too. So yeah. I'm thinking, you know, whatever, you're stupid. And she's like, nah, I'm just kidding, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, shut up, you know? And she's like, uh, she's like, no, I'm serious. Your house is on fire. You need to come home now. And then I hear her, babe, stop, stop, stop trying to put it out. And then I was like, I was like, wait, you're serious? She was like, yes. And I can see, I can hear in her voice how scared she was. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm coming by. And I, and I. You know, I hang up the phone and I tell Pete, I tell them like right away, my house is on fire. And so we all jump up, freaking wings go flying everywhere, we run out the door. And, uh, you know, we jump in the car and we're trying to go and we're hitting almost, it seems like every single red light on Spencer. Yeah. You know, just going. Oh, God. And that shit's terrible for that, dude. Yeah. So many damn sucks. lights on there. Yeah. So, gosh, it seems like we couldn't get there fast enough. Anyway, so we, we pull up to the street and uh, I get out of the car because there's fire trucks already there. Which I was surprised that the firefighters were right there. People usually say that they take forever or whatever, you know. Yeah. But uh, so I get out of the car and I'm running down the street, like, you know, maybe like six houses down. And uh, and I get there and by the time I get there, the fire's out. But, uh, you know, it's, and they, they let me walk back in there and the house is flooded with all the... When, when you think fire, you don't think water damage, yeah. you know. But a lot of the stuff that I lost in my house was through water damage. Yeah. Like a pipe the, burst or something? No, the the firefighters. Oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. they had the freaking... Yeah. See, you don't think yeah, about it. Yeah, I didn't it. even think of that. I was like, what? Did it, like, bust something open? Like, yeah. That's the first thing I was like. <clears throat> the water, they... I mean, there's so much water that shoots out of those things, man. It's crazy. Uh, super high pressure, you know? But yeah. uh, my house is flooded. Everything's wet. It's hot. It's, like, super... <laughs> just humid yeah. outside right around my house and uh but it was bad man and it was way worse than i thought like i was thinking like it might have been like i don't know like a freaking corner yeah. or something you know it took out one whole side of my house and thankfully i guess i didn't have carpet if i had carpet it would have like spread spread like crazy yeah. you know but it, it was taking time to catch the sheetrock and just you know couches gone and what started it uh, it was an electrical fire, something in the yeah. in the AC. That's what fucking unit. Sucks. It was AC unit, like yeah. just the the window units. I had two of them, 
And there's no way to know. Yeah, there is. You know? Unless, Unless you're I mean, like freaking Bill Nye. But, but, yeah, but you got to have, you have to have, on top of that, you have to have money because if, if you do tell yourself, man, my AC is old, I should probably replace it. Like something yeah. bad could happen. But I mean, who has, who has just, you know, thousands, like, because th- ACs aren't cheap. So it's like, who has a thousand bucks to just throw on an AC real quick? Yeah. Like, you know? So you're kind of just, <laughs> well, I mean, let's just, well, let's, <laughs> right? let's, just yeah, let's just go with it. Yeah. But man, and it sucks because I always turn it off. I always turn it off when I'm leaving, uh, especially for long hours. Like whenever I go work at the shop, I'm gone for 12 hours, you know, uh, 10 hours, you know, minimum. And uh, I'll just shut everything off and and it's fine, you know. But that day I was just like, oh, we're going to get wings real quick. This is real quick, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, my dogs were outside. <laughs> oh, shit. Two, two pit bulls and I was super thankful for that because that was one of the first things that came to mind. Uh, you know, they were out here burned or suffocated yeah. you know because my <clears throat> my sister's i guess my brother-in-law uh soon to be he he kicked open the door to try to get in there to yeah. put the fire out when he said whenever he kicked open the door that the uh the smoke yeah bunch of black smoke just like literally kind of like pushed him back like it was so overwhelming he was like yeah, man, I couldn't do anything about it, you know, even if I wanted to. Yeah, that's no like way. the kind of things that you hear about in in movies or see in movies and shit, where you know, but you can't really assess something like that unless you actually deal with it. Because I mean, I mean, you've always heard, you know, the smoke in there is really bad. It's gonna be really hot in there and all this shit. Like it's basically unbearable. But I mean, yeah. you wouldn't know until you actually, because people, you always hear people like, "Why don't you run in and you know get some stuff and or whatever the fuck?" And it's like, dude, you couldn't. Like, yeah. you don't know, dude. You can't even like breathe properly over a barbecue pit, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. That's like just some freaking charcoal, yeah. you know. And that shit smells good. Yeah, for real. <laughs> freaking eyes are all watery, freaking crying yeah, all yeah. over the meat. Like, I got it, bro. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, thousand times for the house and like your stuff just yeah. burning, you know black smoke so know? was there anything you you were able to salvage from it um very very little yeah. um it had just started to reach my back room and i had a i had like a that monitor and and another tv in there and uh, those things were like starting to melt the fire didn't get to it Damn. i guess it was so hot but the yeah. backs of the tv started melting like off damn yeah it's crazy dude it was probably like damn and you know smoke damage for everything luckily i had this small basket of clothes um i guess it was all like compact on each other so maybe like only the top layer got yeah. smoke damage i guess and uh so i was able to save you know a couple of shorts and shirts and and uh my mom's engagement ring uh that was really important to me uh she passed away in march uh march 23rd i was actually going to see blink 182 that day at the rodeo i think it was march 23rd it was i know they were at the rodeo I yeah i can't remember what day they were there though pretty sure it was march 23rd and uh we had tickets but uh, obviously i didn't want to go uh but anyways, so, and shortly after that, my sister gave it to me because my sisters, they're not, you know, whatever, they're not, they're not going to get married anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother's not, so my, <laughs> so my sister's like, hey man, this is mom's engagement ring, uh, do you want it? And I was like, 
breathtaking. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I want it, you know? Yeah. It's like, maybe you can give it to some lady one day when you fall in love. Or a guy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, cool, man. Uh, So I was able to save that. uh, And that was probably the most important thing in my house, you know? Yeah. Because it's, you know, sentimental. Yeah. That was very important to me to get that out. But yeah, I think that's probably, and I had a Slipknot record. Yeah. Slipknot record. First album, self-titled album. And uh, I got that from my friend Big Joe. Uh, bought it from him for like 10 bucks. And it's, <clears throat> it, that thing was real important to me in Slipknot. That album specifically had like a big impact on my music uh, influence. And uh, that album was good. It was a good album. Oh, yeah. Best, <laughs> best album for sure. Coming from my perspective of Slipknot, like yeah. there's no way they could ever freaking top that. You're talking about, and you're talking about the self-titled one, right? Self-titled, yeah, the one, uh, the red one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, what's, you know, what's crazy to me, uh, you know, because when you come around New Year's, New Year's Eve and shit like that, you'll see it, or even New Year's Day, once it's actually the next year, people, I'll see people, you know, how this year sucked, how, uh, you know, 2015 was terrible, it was like the worst year ever, and hopefully 2016 is better, and I'm just like, you're alive. Yeah. None of your family died. You have all your shit. I mean, maybe some dude cheated on you with like three different whores or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just, you know, to me, you know, I've learned that there you're going to go through. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to go through some shit, yeah. but there's always going to be, you know, I'm pretty sure as far as you go, you know, with with hurricanes and your mother passing and your part your your place burning down and shit i'm pretty sure you can chalk up 2017 to not be the greatest years yeah it'll definitely be uh i'll never forget i always tell people i'll never forget 2017 ever you know even if just one of those things would have happened you know uh but man they all seem to happen like back to back to back uh it's like when you're finally get finally starting to get shit together than something else yeah you know, yeah up. it's like man i opened the shop cool i'm turning a new you know page yeah in my life and everything's going good and but you know oh man you know just it doesn't matter yeah. where you're at or what you're doing and and i was telling my friend john that life it just doesn't care it doesn't care about your plans or what you have to do or doesn't care how young or old you are or what what you're in the middle of things are gonna happen you know and it doesn't matter what just happened you know things it's just gonna happen and you just gotta roll with the punches and stay positive and get through it yeah and for me i just freaking pray to god and ask him to give me strength and help me out you know and and then my house burned down. (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding (laughs) no but you know i believe that it's a you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I uh, believe that. Yeah. And I believe that I've become a lot stronger of a person and you know, and I got and I got a lot of friends and family that, that love me a lot and that I love very much that you yeah. know I can lean on them and it's uh it's very helpful, man. Yeah. Like they say people always tell me, man, you know, like right after my mom passed, uh, man, I know there's nothing I can say or do. And I, to help you, you know, I'm like, no, there is, you know, there is. <laughs> help me, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Kevin Hart. Yeah. Help, help me. me. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, like, but yeah, I get, I get what you're coming. From. I mean, obviously, everybody, you know, if if ninety like basically ninety nine percent of people that know me or know of me know of what happened like with me. Mm-hmm. Only difference with me is I was, you know, I was eighteen at the time, or seventeen, no eighteen, one of those doesn't matter. Yeah. So, very young, dude. Yeah. So like, I can say from me experiencing it recently. I mean, I'm. 28 and i feel like there's no way i would have had a a grasp on life like the way i do now it's just a fact yeah you know being 18 it's just like way worse i'm sure i've actually had um i have i've had and one actually happened maybe a month and a half ago i've had like i had three or four different people do or say something to me that have stuck with me since then the most recent is I had a friend of mine. I can't remember what the Facebook post was about, but basically she commented that uh, she said, um, I can't remember exactly how she said it, but she said uh, that I'm the, I think she said I'm the strongest person she knows because not a lot of us would have been able to do what I had to do, you know, at that age. And I remember that stuck with me. And then another one was, um, Someone, a friend of mine told me, uh, he goes, he said something to the effect of maybe because, you know, obviously the first, you know, when it comes to me, the first thing in my situation, the first thing you'll think is why not me instead of her type, you know, type stuff right. like that. <clears throat> you know, because at the time, you know, I was I was angry, you know, and I I delve into, you know, drinking a lot more at that early age just because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh so obviously the first thing you start thinking is like why why not me instead of her and all this kind of stuff. And I had someone tell me, well maybe they, maybe they chose you because they knew, maybe you were chose because you would be strong enough to be able to endure all of this. Right. And maybe she wouldn't have been, you know, maybe if 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 it would have been reversed and you were the one to have passed away, maybe she would have slumped into depression or maybe she wouldn't have been able to handle it. Maybe it would have y'all both would have been lost because she wouldn't have been able to to deal with it. Yeah. And I was like, I I mean that I, I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying that's what happened. But that you know, just that little you know tidbit or whatever you want to call it. Like that's that you know that helped me you know get through that kind of stuff. And then you know then I've had you know a couple of shit, but I don't want to get into all that. But I mean, like, I mean, that day. There's a lot of things I wish I could take back from that day. I wish I, you know, you wish you could have said something else or said something more meaningful before, you know, the last time you saw him, stuff like that. But, uh, but I mean, I mean, for a while, all I was doing was, all I was was angry and drinking a lot and, yeah, you know, and it sounds like a cop out, but I used to be a real, I used to be a real dick, when it, <laughs> especially when it came to my lady counterparts. Right. And um, I don't know. I think it's just because after after my son's mom, I just couldn't really take anything too seriously. Right. I definitely feel you on yeah, that. Yeah. It felt. It just felt too. It felt in a way. It felt pointless, and in a way, it just felt. And I mean, and isn't and it's not that I didn't care about the person I was with or anything like that because I did, which I know some people could be like, well, that's bullshit because you wouldn't have been fucking around or whatever if you had. But it's yeah. just at the time, <clears throat> you know. And people don't, like, 
because there's actually some people out there that you can ask like have you ever experienced you know death or anything and they'll they'll say no i mean i've had you know like my grandma that i never really met pass away and it's just like yeah oh, well, you know that doesn't not not saying that doesn't count like it's a game or anything no, but i mean it is what it is yeah but uh it is. but because i had had you know uncles or distant uncles and, and family members pass away but it was like when she passed away it was it just hits you like completely different than just an uncle because i mean uh my uncle passed away too from from cancer uh christy's dad oh, and damn yeah and I didn't uh know that. yeah and uh this was after uh, this was a couple of years ago i'm gonna say maybe like three or four maybe more than that i can't remember i have a terrible memory but um and you know that sucked but because it was after what I went through, I had, I think I had two funerals since then, or like three. But one of them wasn't my family; it was one of the exes. But the other ones were, you know, like my uncle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember, and it kind of made me feel bad. I I I showed up to all these funerals, and I was just like numb. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't cry. I didn't. I mean, I felt bad for the people around me, but I was just, I was just like. For yourself. Yeah, for me personally, I I wasn't sad. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, emotionally distraught like everybody else. I was just there. And And I kept thinking to myself, man, this sucks. But that was it. Like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't feel. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know how to explain it, but maybe, I feel like it's just because it was so devastating with my kid's mom that now every. Like the the I mean, who knows? Probably it's not as bad. Yeah, like, pr- pr- as harsh yeah. as that sounds. I but. mean, I'm pretty sure you know. Once my mom, my mom goes, or my dad, or somewhere, my, or you know, somebody like that, I'm sure that will you know. There's no way I'm gonna be like I don't feel nothing. Yeah, you know, but uh, but well, as far as like dist more distance, you know, because I mean, you know, it's not like I didn't know my uncle. I knew my uncle. I mean, I was cl- you know, uh, yeah, I was close uncle. with him. But um, I just I remember just standing there, kind of you know walking up you know to seeing him at you know at the viewing and stuff like that and just being you know i didn't get teary-eyed or anything i was just like oh, yeah. I'm, i mean i'm sorry I, I wish you weren't you know you hadn't passed or whatever but it just it's a totally different you know surreal thing when somebody especially you know uh like hers i guess what made hers even that much more intense was it was just she there she wasn't sick she wasn't you know she was only 18 you it was something completely unexpected like yeah. my uncle with Christy, he had stage four cancer. It was already in his bones. Yeah. Same thing with my mom. Yeah, and you know it, it. It, I mean, it's still. I'm not taking away from it. It still sucks, but it. Yeah. It. You have a couple of months to. I guess you want to say get mentally prepared for it. I mean, obviously, once it happens, it still fucking sucks. But um. Dang, is it raining? Is that is it? I don't know I what the hell that was. I was like, I thought you hit the table. I was like, nah, that's that? thunder or yeah. something. Anyways, uh, yeah, dude, it's crazy. The whole funeral thing, man. Um, obviously, you know, even now, and it's only like I said, it's only been since March since my mom passed. And, and uh, speaking of things that you know helped you out, like people telling you, one thing that stuck with me, one of my friends, Joe. His name's Joe Garza. Uh, he came to the shop before my mom passed. He came yeah. to the shop. He knew, you know, my mom got diagnosed with stage four cancer and we're trying to do benefits and trying to do everything. I was doing ta- like tattoos like crazy. I don't think yeah. I've ever done so many tattoos in like a three day period, man. I had this cell going on and I did, I was freaking beat, but, uh, ended up raising money. Yeah. 
and he he went um, over there during that time when nobody else was there to talk to me. He was like, "Hey, man," because his mom had passed away a couple of years before that. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, dude, I just want to let you know, you know, it is possible for your mom to pass away." And he's like, "And if she does, I, uh, you know." I want to tell you something that I wish somebody would have told me. And he ended up telling me that, like, after his uh, <clears throat> mom died, you know, that's, like, just one thing you can lose, you know? It's like, but after that, if you let your life crumble down, he's like, you'll lose way more. That Like, yeah. losing your mom will just be the beginning. Yeah. You'll lose friends. You'll lose, you know, your wife and your kids or whatever yeah. else. You have relationships with people. And, you know, if you want to stop working and start drinking and, you know, like how you said you had the drinking problem afterwards, yeah. which, you know, it's understandable. But it's like if you let things fall down and fall down and fall down, <clears throat> you can lose so much more. He was like, and that happened to me. Yeah. That happened. You know, I felt like I lost so-and-so's respect and i'm not gonna say too much you know because yeah. it's his personal thing i don't yeah, want to yeah. put it out there but he lost a lot more afterwards because he let it he said yeah. he locked himself in his room and 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 that gave me he was like you need to be strong and that gave me i was like okay i need to be strong yeah and that helped me more than anything yeah. dude. Anything and that's what, anybody's yeah. told me. more than people's sorries or I know oh, there's nothing I can say, and yeah. I know there's nothing I can do, and it's you know because you gotta basically you gotta sit there through a barrage of people just telling you the same thing over and over. Yeah. Which they mean well. It's not like they're being dicks on purpose, but it's just kind of one of those like, like, I mean, and then once you finally do get the one person that says something meaningful, you're just kind of thankful for that, and I guess yeah. that's why it maybe helps you more <clears throat> because, I mean, you you're always gonna have that little bit that in the back of your head that's going to say people are just they're just saying this to me to because they like they feel like they have to like you know they're just being nice they don't actually really you know give a shit they're just you know they're just going through the motions like hey i'm sorry for your loss and they just you know they're gone yeah yeah well man yeah i mean it was very very little people that i felt that way about most of the people that uh comforted me i felt like they were pretty genuine you know like yeah it was pretty i you don't i didn't realize how many people actually cared about me and loved me yeah. you know until some tragic happened same thing with the fire you know i didn't yeah. realize like a lot of people came together you know in the houston you know uh the hardcore scene you know the music yeah you know <clears throat> uh, like those people helped me out a lot you know family and friends and everything but and man, and I kind of learned how to be there for my friend Albert, uh, Albert Molina. He's like a brother to me, man. He's he's real cool. And his mom just died maybe maybe two weeks ago, and I had to go to that funeral. And at that funeral, I was a mess because it was like so. It's so fresh from yeah, my like, mom. It's, it's like, like boom, part one. Right it's like part two, yeah. Yeah, and I was feeling so bad for him and his family, man. I, and I love them. I love that family a lot. Yeah, they're good people, man. They're they're solid, freaking awesome, genuine people, man. Especially Albert. He's he has such a good heart. Good hearted dude, and 
you know. But I was feeling it that day at the funeral. I was yeah. like, I was freaking, I think I was more of a mess than he was. Yeah. And it was his own mom's thing, you yeah. know. Uh, but he's a good dude, man. And this I, is besides the fact that he's an awesome musician, too. He's a freaking yeah. great drummer. I remember I remember seeing him play since, uh, since back in the Juggernaut show and shit. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember. He, I think I don't think he actually. I don't think he actually played. I think he just sat down and uh, like played around with the drums for a little bit or something like that. And I, rem- I, I, uh, I think I remember that's the last time I saw him. If I, I'm correct. Yeah, I can't remember where that was, but uh, that's whenever I first met. I met him. That was at Jeff's. The first show was at Jeff's. Yeah, it was at Jeff's. But I remember we played this one show. Gosh, I can't remember. You know where uh, South Houston Elementary is at? Where you make that right off of uh, yeah college to go into the neighborhood, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. by that little corner store, you make a left. That girl's house with the curly hair. I can't remember her name. It was a backyard show. It was a backyard show. Fuck who was and it? That's whenever I've met him. Yeah, and it it was who who played? There was like two or three. My band, yeah, but, but there was like two other ones, right? There was a few other bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in a backyard, like straight backyard. Yeah, right? with like freaking. The struggle was real, yeah. like uh, some plywood throw down on the yeah, floor. Yeah, I was gonna say y'all played y'all played on lawn or some shit, right? Yeah, it was like grass. Yeah, yeah, y'all it played was on straight lawn. Straight up yeah. freaking. I remember, uh, I remember. I think I was there because I mean, obviously, I'm like describing it, but yeah, I, I don't know whose house it was at the time. I just remember I got invited and I went with. She went to our school. I remember her face yeah. and everything. I remember exactly who she was. I just can't remember her name. But that's where I met Albert at. Uh, I knew his girlfriend. We had art together in first period and she would always tell me about you know her boyfriend's band and and these other bands and you know that they would go see shows i'm like oh cool i'm in a band and blah blah blah. so you know i invited them out and they went and that's when i met him and that was freaking 10 plus years ago now and (laughs) i'm just like geez you would think i would find a different hobby but right but that was cool he's a great guy uh all the other things aside, he's a he's a good person, man, and he actually dated my sister for three years, but we won't get into that because I was mm. crazy. <laughs> hey, I mean this, this is what podcasts are all about. We can say whatever yeah. we want. I mean, I understand not getting in people's personal shit, but no, yeah, well, you know, it was crazy. It I it was kind of like hard for me to. That's what I was about to say. I mean, I'm we, like we get in the middle. Yeah, we could talk about the aspect that it was it was hard for you in the sense that like. Cause that's my friend. You're my sister. I don't yeah. want to be like. I don't want to take sides. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> you know, hate one person because of the other person type shit. Yeah, I would. I made a joke actually not too long ago. I'd be like in the middle of it, and you know, and like I would go to my sister and be like, "Oh, your family, you know, blood sticker than whatever, you know." Yeah. And then I would go to him and be like, "Bros before hoes." Playing both sides. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like now, nah, but. I was afraid that, uh, you know, we weren't going to be able to be as cool as we were after that. Because, you know, it's a little weird, you know. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is it is what it is. It was a little awkward, you know. It's like, you know, he's like, ah, oh, freaking sister's crazy. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know. And That's what sucks it. the most. Because I've, I've been cool with uh, some of my, or a lot of my sister's exes. Because... I've always been the the brother that I just I don't give a fuck like yeah. you know because some brothers like, don't date my sister bro I I don't give a fuck y'all y'all want to go knock it out go knock it out y'all yeah. want to date go date like I don't you know I'm not here to 
it's not my I got my own problems. I don't y'all do what y'all want. Yeah. But um but eventually I would get cool with all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh to where, you know, sometimes we would hang out by ourselves like without her and all that kind of stuff. So we became, you know, I became pretty cool. I thought I still talked to a few of them. Yeah. And uh but then it would come to the point of, you know, she would be asking me about him and he'd be like your sister's crazy or whatever and I'm just dude I and honestly I'm not gonna lie shout out to my sister by the way because I'm not gonna lie I used to I used to tell them like don't do it dude she's do crazy. not like don't. don't do it like yeah. just I'm and they're like hey what, I'm so and so what's your name and I'm like don't do it bro you don't you don't want this problem <laughs> like stay away like you don't know what you're getting yourself into yeah god dude but I mean yeah that's like I guess that's why some people are, you know, don't date my sister, bro. And I guess, I mean, some do it just to be overprotective, but some do it because, yeah, like you said, it could cause, you know, issues with you. Friendships. Yeah, friendships and shit. Because all you need is for her, like, if it gets too drastic to where, you know, she gets physical with him or some shit like that. Uh, Yeah. And then all that craziness, ugh, it could just spiral out of control and you can yeah. lose fucking you can lose genuine good friendships over that kind of stuff but i mean luckily yeah. you didn't but yeah I don't, uh, yeah i don't think it really got that bad between the i mean it did but not like you know physically I yeah think, uh we're not animals yeah. that way man i that's one thing i can't stand I, we would have definitely stopped being friends because of that but yeah. you know albert's not like that you know yeah. uh like i said he's a good dude and he wouldn't do that. I just think a lot of people don't know when to call it quit. They just, you know, if yeah, you're you're clearly, you know, you're, it's clearly over to everyone around you except, except you. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it eventually it gets to the point where they're, what should I do? And I, I'd be like, y'all should break up for sure. And like one hundred percent. Yeah, you know. You, and I'd, and I would tell them you should break up now because maybe in a couple of months or maybe a year you would break up with enough time to where maybe eventually y'all could actually still be friends and maybe even be good friends because y'all obviously care about each other and it's, still it's, get it's, some every now and yeah then. exactly that's, that's the main point <laughs> yeah but um and um I mean you clearly care about each other that's why y'all always you know fight and stuff like that because y'all they're you're angry but at the same time you're angry because you give a fuck right um Unless you're like a manipulative sociopath, like I used to be, and you were just like, <laughs> they would they would like bitch you out, and you'd be like, "What? How dare you? Like, how dare you get mad at me for for coming home, you know, with a, a open condom wrapper in my pocket? Like, how dare you get mad at me? Like that yeah. that was not, like, how dare you? And then I turn it around, and basically I'm the one mad at them, and they're not mad at me. Yeah. Like, if it's like that, then that guy's just yeah. Learn shit. how to mind work, yeah. bro. <laughs> and it's just a piece of around shit. On yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, some people just don't know, like, when to call it quits. Sometimes it's crazy to me, man. It's crazy to me. I'm like, geez, like, I'm, he beats you up again. <laughs> it's like, it's like. That's at the worst, uh, the worst possible again. scenario. Yeah, it's like, leave him. Or even, you know, vice versa, dude. Yeah. She freaking hits you. She doesn't treat you right. She's cheated on you 900 times yeah. you know and that's freaking... worse if she if they hit you because there's and not all of them but there's a lot of girls that are, they'll smack you up yeah and then finally you you just give them that one shove or you grab them by the arms and throw them down and they're like 
I'm going to tell my brother to kick your ass or I'm going to, you know, call the cops or I'm going to do this. And it's like, dude, you put your hands on me. All I did yeah. was grab you and throw you to get you away. And then at that, if you get to that point, maybe you should, like, go your own way. Yeah. Like, maybe just save yourself from the asshole. Hey, man, I think uh, some girls need to get smacked, some you know. Girl, yeah. Like, some chicks, like, obviously, I've never hit a girl, yeah. you know. Uh, well, that's a lie. I have hit a girl. <laughs> Uh, she was actually she was fighting my little sister yeah. and uh that's my family yeah i'm not i mean i didn't like deck her or anything yeah, like yeah. that i could have freaking knocked yeah, her head yeah. into the ground yeah i let's just say i got her off my sister very very roughly you know and i you know just made sure that she wasn't gonna get back on her again yeah but you know as far as relationship stuff goes and all that stuff i've, I've never hit a girl and yeah. it would take a lot for me but, man, dude, if I got a chick sitting there smacking me, punching me, pulling my hair, and doing this and that, you know, I'd probably smack her. I think like the, off that's me, the, you know? the biggest double standard, I guess. For sure. Is, uh, For sure. Uh, they can they can hit you or smack you up, but if don't you dare, you know, yeah. put your hands on them. And, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way with you in the sense that it would, it would take a lot for me. And then again, at the same time, Cause see, it's hard for me to think of that now because I know now I wouldn't put myself in that situation. Right. Like if, you'd be gone way yeah, before it, that yeah, point. Yeah. If it, if it started getting to that, I would, nope, I don't have time for this. I'm gone. Like I don't, yeah. I don't need to deal with this. But for the sake of conversation, I'm the same way. I, I can only sit there and let you hit me and hit me or slap me or push me or whatever. I would either have to like immediately leave the building yeah. which at the same time they won't let you leave because i'm halfway down my stairs and they're running out behind you yelling like where the fuck are you going get over here you don't even care <laughs> it's like shut i do care i've been putting up with you f- like this for whatever whatever amount of time you know like if i didn't care it would have been gone a long time ago but now is the point to where we need to draw the line i don't you know? i don't want to be too forward but when you did that, it kind of reminded me of somebody. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I think we both, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we both. <laughs> we both. Yeah, we had to deal with that a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's not get into that. We won't. Well, yeah, let's yeah, get right over that. Because I know I'll get, like, some Facebook backlash because of that. Yeah, um, for sure. <clears throat> anywho. But, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, guy, there's a bunch of guys that are stupid and fucking crazy that's you know and they don't know they don't know what the hell they're doing but yeah. then again well i think what's most annoying with stupid guys is i'll have a lot of girls ask me you know for some sort of fucking advice and i'm like you should do this and they're like you're right two days maybe two days later or at least <laughs> by the weekend i i yeah. get on like my snapchat and they're like snapping like them together at, yeah. at some bar I or some shit so yeah much. and i'm and just like, like bitch then don't fucking ask me like yeah. and then they, they if they try to ask me again i, I straight up and just i just tell them dude i'm not gonna i can't tell you nothing because you're not even like for what you're, yeah i could be your mom telling you this your 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 sister your brother your best friend you clearly you're not gonna you're not gonna take their advice. You're just gonna s- stay through that cycle. Yeah. Which sucks. I mean, because I think everybody's been through that cycle. I know I've been through that, like mm-hmm. makeup breakup shit cycle. Yeah. But I mean, at the same God, time, sucks. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I was in my earlier twenties, so I kind of just chalked that up to being stupid. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it is, 
Yeah, I mean, shoot, that's why I've been single, dude. I've been single for a long time, like, uh, for years. I've yeah. been single. You know, I mean, I've had flings here and there, yeah. and that was cool, but nothing, like, serious. And, and you know, I just have way bigger things to worry about, you know. Not to, like, put down, like, chicks and, like, relationships and put down, like, the relationship thing. Like, that's cool, you know, but... I got a lot of other things to worry about, you know. I just think it's, I, I, I feel like it's one of those things where, you know, people will go on dates and they, the date went well, they get along. And I feel just because of that, they'll continue to date them. But I feel like, I feel like deep down you can know, like, eh, like she's cool and I like her, but this feels like one of those, I'm going to break up with her in a year type yeah. things or if that if that and i feel like a lot of people jump into those situations uh just because it it feels good yeah now. it feels good now in the sense that if they were to really think about it they would think to themselves this is a friend this could end up this would be my friend if it wasn't a date and based on that like i don't know what you would call it smoke screen they're they think they can date and then they date, and then they come to find out that they're not really that compatible yeah. with shit. And it's like, oh, I should have listened to myself yeah. uh, freaking a year and a half ago when I said it's probably not going to work out between me and him. But let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, then and then they, I've heard the term, they fall in love with the wrong person. And I believe that that can happen too. Yeah. Like, I believe that that's a thing. But yes. But it's like. It's a thing. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, uh, geez, dude, it's like. Just be patient, and that's for me too, because I've had a couple chicks, you know, here and there, and it's like, oh, she's cool, she's pretty, you know, she's great in the sack. Yeah, I just feel and like you can't like, force it. Yeah, and like, and and like even me when I tell people like I'm I'm not I'm single, I'm not dating no one, and it's been a while. It's just one of those where I don't feel I'm not going to force myself into something. Like it to me, it should just come naturally. And I feel like a lot of people do, you know, they're, you know, it's like you said, you've been single for a long time because you, you choose to be, but I also feel there's the opposite person that as soon as, you know, they break up with one person within a month, they're already seeing or talking or being with someone and I'm, and, and to moving me, in. yeah, and, moving and in. having babies. Yeah. And, um, it's like, damn. Yeah. And to me, to me, I feel it's one of those things where you didn't even have time to process your last relationship. What went, what went wrong? What you could have done better? All this shit. Like you just immediately said, "Nope, I'm not gonna be by myself. I need to get dig down." And she it's, jumps into a. It's a almost like they they transfer their feelings, and not just girls, guys too. Yeah. You know, uh, it's almost like they just transfer their feelings to the next person. Yeah, and it's like no matter who it is. Yeah, dude, and it's like what i'm like what you're moving in with them yeah and they're like yeah she's so nice yeah you know or yeah man she's cool <laughs> she's cool man and i'm like okay i think the last thing i would do is is have a move in with with someone immediately i've never lived with anybody and and i don't think i will until i i actually marry a girl i mean yeah. and that's kind of weird people i've told that to people before and they're like, well, how do you know if you're going to be compatible with them on that level if, you know, you don't live with them before? 
uh, you know, yeah. you get married or whatever. And I'm like, man, I don't know, but I'll worry about that when I when yeah. I get there because I don't think that I'm anywhere near ready to live with a girl. But see, like, I can't. I also think you know. You and even me and a bunch of other people were set in a certain mindset. Like, this is how I'm going to go about it. But to me, if you really find someone that you're actually in your, you know, that deep down you feel this is special, mm-hmm. all your all your plans, everything you had planned out, that shit all goes out the fucking window. But yeah, because it's hard. But because it's something, it's something genuine. And see, we could say, you know, that's just because he's stupid, but we haven't felt like it's not until you feel that and i don't mean like a like a bullshit like puppy love like when you're still in the honeymoon phase you know because there's that three month honeymoon phase when you're dating someone that you think they're the best person ever and then you get can do no wrong yeah and then you get over that three month hump and then all of a sudden that's when you start noticing like this bitch is crazy but um but to me (laughs) if you find a if you find a person that you genuinely you just have it. Like the perfect example I always give is not my previous sister that we talked about. My other sister, she um, she's been with my brother-in-law since high school, and oh, and they've been like they've been together ever since. They have their own house. I you know, cause I always I, I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people, and I've never seen him to where uh, he's never bitched about my sister to me. And we're close enough to where if he wanted to, he could, because he knows I'm the kind of person that I don't, I don't say anything. I'm, I'll, I'll give you my opinion, but I'm not gonna go rat to her, vice yeah. versa, all that kind of stuff. I just, yeah. you know, I'm just there as a, as an outlet, I guess. And he, and even though I, I know he knows that, he still, he never bad mouths her. He's, he's never, you know, your sister doesn't let me do this, or your sister's crazy, or your sister, like they're genuinely a legit family, and. It's crazy because I know so That's many people. Yeah, exactly. I know so many people that have been married, including my parents and all this stuff. And and you know, shit. I've never seen a. I've never. Even the people you know that I've seen that have been in relationships forever, you know, through social media or whatever. I, I still feel. You know the where you want to be in life is my sister and my brother in law's relationship. But I mean, the chances of you getting to that that I mean. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they didn't go through any bumps or anything like that, but that would be shit. I don't think I can do that, <laughs> dude. Yeah, for real, man. It's crazy. That's like one, like I said, it's one in a million, dude. Yeah. It's especially dating that young in high school. Yeah, it's like I'm a completely different person than what I was in high school. Yeah, I'm not even close to the same person. You know, fuck like, no. Changed so much, and then you know, I mean, I still wear black a lot. Yeah, and, and I, I grew my hair listen. back. I still grew my hair back. Yeah. <laughs> But still, uh, still listen to the same music, yeah. but I mean, shoot, dude. I mean, even now, me being uh, twenty eight, I won't. I don't think I'll be the same person when I'm, you know, thirty five. Yeah, you know, uh, you just change, and 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 it's hard to. You know, and then the person that you're with, they're gonna change too. And, yeah, you know, it's like y'all. You gotta learn to be compatible still but even and i think that's what it that i think that's the key point is you have to be with someone that you're compatible with as far as when you go through your changes you know you change together not necessarily that you change like if you change to where you grow apart then obviously that's where friction starts it's when people start fighting but if you grow together 
and you know you're on the same you know on the same wavelength then it'll work out but obviously yeah. some people um let's just say for example um one of my past relationships it you know it was a lengthy one so i could tell the person from the beginning of it to the end of it was a completely different person as far as me i felt like i had actually gotten better towards the end but how how much better is from terrible to bad that's yeah. kind of where i went from from a terrible person to a bad person so i progressed <laughs> but but good. yeah but i wasn't in, i wasn't in the on the good side yet <clears throat> but um yeah. well at least you know that though you know and you can and see that, that that's and, why you know that's why when people you know tell me certain things i can the, the main thing, the main issue that people have is they can't admit things to themselves. I'll tell you straight up, for the past, since my, yeah, since since I was 20 to 27, 26, I was a piece of shit. Like, yeah. I think back on those, on the things I did. Granted, I won't take those things back because I am where I am now because of those things. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I could have been a better dad. I could have been yeah. definitely a better boyfriend or significant other or whatever you want to call it i could have done a lot of things (laughs) differently um but i mean at the same time and let me just to be a a dick at the same time (laughs) you bitches knew how i was no i'm just kidding yeah (laughs) you knew the way i was before yeah yeah. they told you your friends told you yeah (laughs) nah but uh but yeah and i i feel like i'm not like that anymore I, i won't start a i won't start a relationship with anyone because some of those relationships I knew I shouldn't have started because I knew how I was, but I chose to do it anyways. Yeah. And now I know, God. like, fuck that. Like, I just, I, I'll just stay out of a relationship if I know that I can't even, I can't even take her seriously or I won't be faithful. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's rough. But I mean, at least you know, at least you can look back <laughs> and be like, oh, I probably could have did, I know I could have did this better yeah. or, you know, I you know, I know I could have been a better dad. Yeah. It's like, man, there's a lot of fools out there that they can't even. Yeah. You can call them out and they'll fuck you, bro. They get all. That's the main. What are you indi- trying to say? Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. That's it's the like, main yeah. indicator to me that someone's guilty is when they get mad. Yeah. Because oh, it, yeah. it's like if I was to Defensive. tell you. Yeah. It's like if I was to tell you uh, or if someone was to tell me, bro, you're a thief. All you do is steal from people. I've never stole from anyone in my life and I hate people that steal. So I would say, Okay. Like, that what? wouldn't bother me because I, I would just, okay. if anything, I would just yeah. be confused. Be, what the fuck are you, you talking about? You must have me confused. Yeah, yeah. Else. But I wouldn't take offense to that because I've never stole from anyone. Now, mm-hmm. if you actually know someone that has stole, you've, you know, you've heard or you've seen or, or, or they've gone to, you know, you know, whatever. And, but they're still in denial about it because they've never been caught, like quote unquote caught. <laughs> yeah. And you accuse them of it. They get super defensive. They'll get pissy. They'll get angry with you. Yeah. You know, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and to me, that's the number one indicator of of you're you're full of shit because you're getting mad. Kind of yeah. like when I would get accused if I was being unfaithful and I was accused of it, I would get pissy at them. That's how you turn it around. You get mad at them like, how dare you, bitch? You know I love you. How dare you fight? <laughs> how dare you accuse me? Yeah. And um. And, you know, eventually you get them to apologize to you. God damn, I sound like such a manipulative piece of shit. But, I mean, that's how it was, people. Hey, but that was back in the day. Yeah. But um, but to me, that's the, the number one. One of the number one. I mean, it's not like 100%, but 98% of the time to me, if someone gets mad of you accusing them or saying they're a certain way, um, then 
uh, they're more than likely guilty. Yeah. And it's, first step to uh, recovery is uh, admitting that you have a. Problem. And that's the thing. I, I like I said, I'm one of the few now. I mean, obviously back then I wouldn't admit to it, but now, uh, if you tell me how I used to be in those aspects, like, oh man, you were either a, a bad dad or or you were a terrible boyfriend or you're a cheating piece of shit, or whatever the case may be, I would say you're right, because yeah. I was, yeah. and that's how I used to be. But I grew from that, and I am where I am. Like, cause I remember. I remember I used to, I used to work for my, this is when I first started working for my dad. I used to work for my dad and, uh, I used to make, I think like 300 a week or some shit like that. (laughs) I would blow all of it on alcohol, on beer, because I would have everyone come over and I would have a beer pong at my house. And I mean every day, like during the week too, and I had to work the next day. Yeah. Every day I would go, we would, man, we would. I've you, talked to Edgar about those days. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot he was there. Yeah, um, Edgar was there for a part of them, and then he got back more into uh, his religion. And he stopped again. Yeah. And then, uh, but and then I think eventually he came back again. But yeah, it was always he was there. Marshall was there. You know, Jeff, everybody. But uh, yeah, and I used to just go to work as soon as I made money and just blow it on alcohol, and yeah. that's all I would do. That's everything. Like and then. And then it got to the point where I even, I would just maybe go work for him maybe once a week just so I can get enough money to yeah. supply the, the alcohol for the weekend or some yeah. shit like that. Damn, dude. And, uh, and then it got to the point where I was just bumming at my mom's not doing shit. Like, there was yeah. a good, all I did was play Gears, what was it, maybe like Gears Hell 2, yeah. the Gears 2 then. <laughs> tight. Hell and yeah. so I would go work for a day, and I'm, I'm going to throw heavy under the, under the bus a little bit right now too, because... Uh, he lived with me for a month or two when I was really? still staying at my mom's. Yeah. And uh uh I think he had some sort of issues at home, so he came to stay with me. So I would go work for for my dad. I would make for a day, I would make enough money for Little Caesars for a couple of twenties of beer. Damn. And we would just stay for the whole weekend just from Eat pizza just and drink beer, beer and, play, and gears. play gears all yeah. fucking night dude <laughs> that's tight but it i'll you could i could tell i was so like in bad shape that i would sleep for 12 hours or 10 hours actually a lot of it was like 12 and i would wake up with a headache like you know and it wasn't because i was drunk i would just wake up with a headache like i was yeah. because i stared at a screen all i'm talking about like eight hours a day yeah, easy yeah Easy. Easy and with maybe like a twenty minute break in between, um, just to maybe go take a like a take a dump real quick or something. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, all day every day. I I mean that's that. But then again, I attribute the reason I'm the best is because I attribute it to that playing eight hours a day. But I haven't played in forever. I haven't played in like six months. Man, but um, it's been like a couple weeks for me since I played. Yeah. I haven't even updated. I think there's a bunch of updates that there I is. Yeah, there is. <clears throat> Crazy. We won't get into gears because y'all fools don't know what's up. Shit. <laughs> Honestly, I probably don't anymore. I have, like I said, I haven't, I haven't played in so it's tight. long. For me, the the best gears was gears three. Still, uh, there, I gears think, two is very, 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 very close. Yeah, but, but I don't know. There's something about gears three for me that that did it. And I think gears four is tight. I think that's how I was too. Um, gear, yeah. There's, I mean, gears because I started playing. I mean, I, I played it since the first one. And the first one always kind of holds a special part, but the the third one I think is when all of us 
that I that I played with, that's when we all played, and we played for like four hours a day. Yeah, and minimum. it was yeah, and it was like a it was like religious. Like get off work, you jump on your Xbox, and you play till you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another reason why I stay single. Yeah, can't be having no yeah. chick tell me, hey, yeah. when are you gonna spend time with me? All you do is play Xbox. Yeah. It's like you don't understand. Yeah, you really don't, <laughs> bitch. It's like uh, it's just a game. Yeah. I hate when they. Say, it's yeah. just a game. Granted, it is just it's a, a game, game, but it's like I got. This is how I vent, bitch. Yeah, for like, real. Yeah, this is like, how I keep from smacking you <laughs> upside the head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, there's a reason why you hear, you know, people yelling at their screen when they when they die or they get hoed <laughs> or whatever. I mean, some people scream more than others. Shout yeah. out to Marcial because he was always yelling. Um, Shoot, I kind of yell a lot too. Dude. I used to yell a lot, but um, but that to me that was a way. You know, you were you were releasing, you know, your frustration, whether it was from that day or from the week or from whatever. But I I was playing Gears Three during the time when I was getting bitched at about not spending enough time with someone. So yeah, that did kind of suck. But I, me being Man. me, I just kind of ignored it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, dude, and I'm kind of like flip flopping between subjects, I guess. But it's like I'm with you every day. Yeah. You know, it's like, let me play Gears. Go go. <laughs> Go hang out with your chick. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like if they're not with you, they're miserable. They have nothing to do. Yeah. It's like it shouldn't be that way. You should have your life outside of that. It's like, I, oh, go to the, I agree with that. You know what that I'm saying? That point of it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, see, and this is how I know you can't win with, with women. Um, <laughs> some women, not all women. But, yeah, because I would get shit about gears and video games all that. And I go – and. So at first I was a complete piece of shit about it. I I did all I did was play, but then I started uh, I started telling myself, okay, time like let's give let's throw her a bone here. Yeah. So I would start hanging out with her more and taking her out more and stuff like that. But as soon as I got home, I'm jumping back on gears. Right. And that worked for a couple of months, but then eventually it gets back to all you do is play your game, and I but. And you tell her, I took you out. I we do stuff. We do more than we used to, yeah, you know, out. because I'm trying to I'm trying to balance it out. Yeah. But that still it becomes at some point for whatever reason it still becomes not enough. It's like oh, I'm sorry that you have to make time for me. Yeah. It's but like, but my thing is, um, at that point it became, maybe you just need to find a hobby. For real. Because it's like you said, if I don't have something planned for us to do. Then you have nothing to do, and then you're sitting there watching me play, and you're getting mad because you have nothing to do. Yeah. So to me, that's when I start telling myself, well, maybe you should find a hobby, or maybe you yeah. should, you should try something, see if you can find something that you like that you can, you know, balance your life out instead of just waiting for me to be done playing so we can go yeah. either waiting fuck or go do something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's crazy. I've noticed that in a lot of relationships, and even with myself, is that the dude always has something to do. Yeah. And then the girl always revolves her everything to do around his schedule, you know? And it's like, I've even had girls tell me, because, you know, I'm doing the tattoo thing. Uh, I have been for seven years. And I've stayed really busy with that. And then I have the price we pay. And I even started this other side project called Rats. And, uh, and but that's just me. So I always have something to do. Yeah. Always, always, always. And it's like, I'll talk to chicks and they're like, damn, like you do all that and yeah. blah blah blah. You still have time to sleep and and whatever, whatever. And uh, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, man, you make me feel like I don't do anything. 
I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe you maybe should, should do something, <laughs> get you know? off like, your ass, <laughs> like find something you like to do, yeah. like, you know, and that's one of the characteristics I try to find in a chick now that I think is important because it's like, cause then that problem will happen. It's yeah. like, I don't have anything to do because you're not taking me anywhere. Yeah. It's like, dude, you don't have friends. You don't have, you know, a job that you like and that you care about, yeah. you know, and that you want to get better at or paint or freaking work out or whatever go hang out with your chicks and freaking do this and that you know well see because that's how i was you know obviously I, I had done music for a while which i still miss and i still wish i hadn't stopped you should but um start a band <laughs> i got a perfect name <laughs> but um <laughs> and um and then obviously you know i started listening to a lot of podcasts which got me thinking you know man that sounds you know that seems really fun it seems like something i would enjoy and then eventually i just put my mind to it i set this whole you know, soundproof this room a little bit and got it all set up yeah. and whatnot. But I just feel maybe, maybe, maybe the problem is that maybe it's the girls that are either attracted to us or I don't know what, but maybe the problem is that we have dated a lot of codependent girls instead of independent girls that have, mm-hmm. you know, that have their own goals and their own plans and their own, um, uh, their own things that they want to accomplish not saying that codependent girls don't have anything they don't want to accomplish, but they're so codependent that they're they're depending on you for entertainment, for everything, for for everything they do everything, in life. Yeah, literally. Well, to me, and I've always said it, and I'll say it again, is that freaking grew up watching too many Disney movies, dude. That, it's like yeah. the princess movies. <laughs> it's like they freaking burn that into their brain yeah. it's like i'm a princess yeah. and i'm gonna marry this perfect <laughs> prince one day and it's gonna be perfect for the rest of our lives and yeah. in in the movies always yeah it always ends with the couple getting married yeah. when really that's the beginning yeah you know what i'm saying that's yeah. the beginning of it all yeah. and it's like they get married within a, a day of knowing each other or some shit yeah like Cin- <laughs> cinderella dances with this dude one time and the motherfucker's like i'm in love yeah <laughs> and, and then she- he finds her fucking shoe and puts it back on her like if you like, if you lay it, if you lay it out like that it sounds stupid as fuck you right. know but as a kid or as a, as a little girl you know it it's so you know and appealing and, and then the princess everything you know depends on him like yeah. every, everything revolves around him yeah. and, and getting I, him i honestly believe that yeah. that disney movies will ruin a freaking perspective <laughs> i love disney don't get me wrong yeah. i'll freaking sit there and watch me some aladdin yeah and some lion king and all that hey aladdin's Ooh. dope bro Hell yeah. <laughs> i love it but i mean he, he proved that you could pretend to be rich and you will pull <laughs> a high class kardashian looking bitch hell yeah but i believe genuinely that that like you know, oh, the kids are bored throwing a freaking movie or whatever. And it's just fairy tale stuff. I, yeah. I'm just... They forget the fairy tale part, though. Yeah. You know, as a kid, you just, you don't. And I read an article about that, actually. And it, it, it's one of those where it seems like they're getting brainwashed without knowing. They're, well, a lot of brainwashing, you don't know you're getting brainwashed. But um, <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> For sure. It, and it, But it does seem, you know, uh. Cause that's one of the main things I try to be is, is an independent thinker. I try not to, I, I, I take people's opinions and I listen to them and I analyze them in my head, but i at the end of the day, I'll, I'm going to choose and decide what I want, what I genuinely believe. Cause I feel like a lot of people, whether it's because they're from a certain area 
or they're raised around certain people, they feel like they should be a certain way. And mm. and to me, I I don't I feel like you should choose your own way. Oh yeah. But um, I believe that one hundred percent also. But with the Disney thing, you know, it's not crazy to say, you know, as as little kids, maybe not like what's different about this generation growing up now, like say because I have a kid, is those princess movies. You know, unless you unless you uh, buy them when they get because they do that like twenty anniversary bullshit release DVD thing, yeah. they're not really out there anymore. Like, uh, you literally have to go buy them. But as far as you know, the old school, you know, like the Cinderellas and shit, where they show like, oh, you got to meet Prince Charming, and then you got to you know throw a shoe Mr. at him. Mr. Rich, yeah. rich, <laughs> rich guy with, who lives in a freaking crazy palace. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it, 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 it's not crazy to say that they 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 could you know they can get brainwashed to think that that's how life, that's how her life should go. Yeah. So they think you know if Depend I meet if I meet, if I meet this guy in high school, and <laughs> and I let him sling that dick. Yeah. He's gonna we're gonna fall in love and I'm gonna leave my shoe at his house and he's gonna bring it back to me and then we're gonna be together. Forever. Obviously that's a, the stu- that's a stupid way of putting it, but but yeah, I mean well, yeah we get the point. Yeah. Uh, it's just. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And they just... And then, you know, it takes them... Well, I don't know. Do you think girls mature faster than men? Because that's what I've always heard, that oh, women, they get smarter quicker, and they... They, and mature, they, just, they mature physically quicker than we... Man, I'll, dude, I don't even know if we should get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I know you exactly have to start... You say, have to dude. start IDing people fucking everywhere like night because i worked at a bar so not just at bars you need to id chicks everywhere because you can get in some shit because dude they I didn't was, look like that when i was in high school like yeah, that's all i can say probably thankfully but, yeah but like dude i was following this chick on the instagram super fine chick yeah. like crazy hot <laughs> and i'm like you know freaking jerking it to this chick 24 7 you know and this freaking <laughs> I go and I'm like flipping through and I see, and she has these big balloons that says 18. Yeah. Like she turned 18 that day. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. There's no way that you just turned 18. Yeah. And I like researched a little bit. I was like, damn, she is, she just turned 18. That's and she crazy. looks like super fine. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh my God, what have I been doing? You know? And man, some girls are just crazy. But it's also, it's also in the way that you dress, you know, oh, yeah. in the way they dress. Like, I know for damn sure I wouldn't let my daughter. I don't have any kids, but when that happens, yeah. uh, I wouldn't let my daughter. Dude, dress I see. Like I, that, see I have like I've, even if you are eighteen, it's like yeah. I'm gonna raise her to. Tr- I'm gonna try to raise her the best I can yeah. to uh, dress modestly and not. What sucks is all the all the all, all the outside influence you know that they get from kids they know at school and shit. I was real lucky in the sense. I didn't. I think the first time I ever drank, I was like 14 and I was in mm-hmm. high school and I drank like three beers and I was obliterated. I had the worst hangover of my life. But as far as like, <laughs> as far as like, for one, I've never done a drug <clears throat> ever in my life. Never done like oh, really? heroin or Coke or anything. And yeah, I get that reaction from everybody as soon as I say that. And the, f- well, and the first time I ever tried, uh, weed was, uh, I went to Denver either last year or the year before, and that was the first time I ever tried it. Okay. I never tried it before, 
and uh, I guess my main, my only vice was was drinking. But I was lucky in the sense where uh, the group, because you have your core group of friends, but then you also have a little bit of outside group of friends. So, you know, back in high school, I would put that with, like, me and Edgar and Marshall and then Jeff. And then, you know, you get, you know, and a little bit further outside, that was, like, you and Danny and stuff, you know, like that. So, luckily to me, all the people around in high school, we weren't, it never really seemed like we were all, none of us were really into doing, you know, getting fucked up in high school and all we were just more music and, and, and playing in bands and shit like that. So I never, uh, I never got into that, but if you're raised, like, I mean, I, I worry about my kid just turned 10. So I'm, I'm getting to the point where eventually it has, you know, it's starting to creep in my, in my head that shit, there's going to start being some little, some little pieces of shit out there because they have bad parents that are going to try to influence my kid. Mm-hmm. But I think I've done a good job up, to, up until this point where I don't feel like he'll be easily influenced by that by all that stuff yeah and he'll be like nah yeah. this is not what dad taught me yeah yeah back up but, but he's like maybe sp- not you're wrong yeah. but that's not right for me you know yeah and uh yeah you can but, just i mean shoot there's no way telling because i have nephews and nieces who i love very much yeah. uh and i you can just hope and pray that they just choose to make the right decisions yeah. man and and grow up to be good people. But see, my, my thing is because is I have a couple of, of girls on social media that I'll see them post pictures of their daughters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say they can't be more than 10. They're either, Actually, I can tell that they're maybe between 10. There's between 10 and 5. I'm going to say like 7, 8 oh, so or something. very like young. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're dressing them up, not like whores or anything like that. They're dressing them up nice, but they're, they're already having them like pose – Pose, pose, pose like, them. pose like they're, you know, like the girls pose like, you know, the chicks you see at like bars or clubs, you know, and they post their like little picture of them. Like they're having them pose certain ways to where, and they're, and they're taking so many pictures of them in that way that I feel they're getting them, they're already getting them in that mindset. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, the first thing I think of is, dude, they're still kids. Let them be kids. Don't, yeah. don't, don't start doing that to them. Yeah. They'll get to that. You know, and I'm not telling, I'm not going to tell anybody how to raise their own kids, but I mean, you know, like to this day, all me and my kid talk about is video games and superheroes. Yeah. And that's it. And, and vice versa with, um, my other niece, that's a little, a year or two older than him. I can't remember. Um, she, you know, she's still very much a kid at heart. I mean, my sister got her a cell phone and I was like, you're fuck that. I was like, my kid ain't getting a cell phone too. He's like already a teen i'm not getting my phone up until that if he can afford it yeah right (laughs) and uh i don't know the new fucking phones are like a thousand dollars yeah hell no i mean i remember in high school i never had a phone uh i didn't have a phone until after i got out of high school and i was able to pay for it yeah i mean i mean we didn't grow up poor you know but we definitely you know i never was rocking the jays yeah didn't have money to blow and shit the chains you know i never had the fancy haircuts, yeah. you know. Uh, I never had none of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, definitely, like I said, not poor. You know, we were fed and everything. My mom made sure we were taken care of. But, uh, you know, definitely didn't have a cell phone for sure. Yeah. And I didn't get one until after I got out and was able to pay for it. And But it wasn't even, like, now I'm on my phone, like, almost constantly. But, but us getting a phone back then is a phone that can only call people. Yeah, and maybe text. We had the freaking uh, <laughs> and, Razor. Yeah, 
while we were in high school, and yeah. I think shortly after it was like the sidekick, and the sidekick yeah. was like, Duh. yeah, yeah. If you if, if you, you had, had the sidekick, yeah, you were beastly as fuck if you had the sidekick, yeah, yeah. dropper dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you had the one that like twist, like you push oh, it and yeah, it twist over, you would be like, hold on, let me check my text, flip it open, like you're a badass. And the girls would be like, oh. <laughs> like oh my yeah, god, he got the sidekick. They get all wet just because of that. <laughs> yeah, he's the rich one. Um, but yeah, man, I didn't. See, it was easier then because all you could do is text and, and call. Now, you know, every phone has fuck every phone has a computer in it. So mm-hmm. any kid can be told something. Some kid could tell him, Hey, go- you should Google this on your phone. <laughs> and then they'll go and Google it and all of a sudden it's like, you know, you know, a, a chick blowing some horse or something. You know, yeah. it's just something random or <laughs> fuck or fucked up, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, dude, a lot of it is, man. It's yeah, it's crazy, man. Cause when I was a kid, I was jumping on a trampoline and freaking playing video games, running around, freaking trying to get candy. You know, yeah. that was my thing. And uh, now it's just like, I want your phone. I want your phone. I want your phone. And it's like, if we don't get your phone, they're not happy. But it's yeah. because they see us doing it. You know, it's like, oh, they're on their phone all day. I want to see what's on there. You know, yeah. it's like they're on their iPad all day looking at YouTube, 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 or. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I see that with all all the kids around me too. Yeah. yeah, everybody, all the kids, they're just trying to look for Eddie's podcast. You know, hopefully, <laughs> freedom of speech. Look that shit up. Yeah, it's it might be rated R, but you'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right. Teach you some stuff. Yeah, you'll learn some shit. <laughs> but um, I mean, I don't, I don't. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's really, you know, you just kind of gotta do what you can. But I believe there is a wrong way, man. I oh, like, I mean, I mean. As, I mean, there's a certain margin. There's certain things that you can do, and some people might see it bad, but some people might be like, that's not bad, that's, that's fine. But then there's obviously just, you know, bad I, shit. I think <laughs> most of those people are saying, oh, it's fine, just because they don't want to offend nobody. They don't want to step yeah. on anybody's toes. They don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. But for me, it's like, if I if I think that that's wrong, or at least I wouldn't do that with my children, you know, uh, it's like, man, I'm going to say it, you know? Yeah. It's like, and I've learned that. I've, I've always, I was, a, uh, for a long time, I was afraid to, to offend people with what I believe. Yeah. Uh, me being uh, a Christian man, you know, with tattoos. Yeah. Uh, who's into hardcore music. You know, people, <clears throat> they think I'm freaking, they think I'm ass backwards. You yeah. Know? Like, what? You're a Christian and you have tattoos? It's like, Yeah. Yeah, I do, you know, it's, and there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. you know, like, I don't believe that tattoos are a sin, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't think they are, I know they're not, yeah. they're not, you know, and I don't think listening to hardcore music or whatever, whatever is a sin, you know, that's been a huge part of my life for as long as, for a long time, Yeah, you know, and, uh, but anyways, I was always afraid that, to offend people with what I believe and and I have offended people. Yeah. But it's like screw them. I don't yeah. care. Eventually, like, it, gets, it just gets to the point where you got to do what. Yeah. You got to do what's good for you. You got to do what you believe. I think it's like I said earlier. I, I just feel a lot of people are, 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 are made to think a certain way based on, you know, those there's people that will believe something just because that's what their dad believed. That's what their mom believed. That's what mm-hmm. they were brought up. And I've always mm-hmm. been, you know. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of been my own, or at least as far as I can remember, I've always just, you know, I remember, and that's the thing, I remember throughout intermediate and high school and all that, I I went through so many phases. 
I remember in middle school, I went through like my my little wingster phase, oh, where yeah. where I we was like, did. yeah, where I thought you know like that was that was the cool thing to do, and I remember because. I remember I was actually having a, a conversation with my friend about this yesterday because I was at I was at the bank, and this dude comes in. He was all over the place. Like he had cowboy boots on, but he was sagging his pants. But he had a gold <laughs> chain. Yeah. But he had like uh, like one of those like affliction looking shirts. <clears throat> and uh, I was just like, dude, what are you doing? Well, you know, pick something. Yeah, um, yeah. But he was sagging his pants, and I remember uh, I told her I go, I remember when I did that in middle school. But I can vividly remember me doing it because they were doing it. So I was doing it because that's what I have to do. But I remember what the cool kids are doing. But I remember while doing it, I would think, God damn it, all I want to do is pull my fucking pants up and pull my belt on because this shit's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then early high school, uh, I was mainly I just when I started being around my sisters a lot. Well, they were real like in high school. They were like real, you know preppy uh i don't know what the other word would be but i guess that would be the closest thing to it so i started dressing a little bit more like that also because i go they were already in high school i was coming into high school so i followed suit mm-hmm. but i was i was still not happy i was even listening to music that i didn't even like i don't even touch that music anymore yeah um because the people they were around that were older than me i could talk and, about this for a while yeah and then finally finally <clears throat> Uh, I started getting, you know, uh, I started listening back to what I grew up like, cause I grew up on, you know, like Metallica and shit like that. <clears throat> so I started getting back into listening to that. And then that slowly, uh, progressed, you know, getting into, you know, uh, like the slip knots and all that kind of stuff. And then finally, that's when I started and I finally got, you know, into my own thing. And then that's finally when I started doing whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah. That, I mean, ha- that happens to me a back, little bit, uh. Yeah, that happened to me a little bit earlier on. Uh, I remember whenever I first uh, was trying to be something, yeah. I guess. I mean, because it's put in your brain, oh, you got to pick what, do you, what kind of person do you want to be? What, what <laughs> yeah. kind of style, you know? Yeah. And so at first I was trying to be a little, I mean, we're in Houston, you know, southeast Houston. And, you know, everybody's trying to be a G, trying to be a thug, you yeah. know, trying to be the toughest. And, uh, you know, whenever I was young in middle school, I was going to... Uh, I was in HISD. I was uh, going to Hartman, and everybody there was trying to be a thug. Everybody yeah. was trying to get the chains on with the Virgin Marys, and everybody was trying to sag their dickies, and that's tight. Like, cool, man. I'm still down with dickies and you know Cortezes and all that stuff. Like, I'm down, I'm wearing some Cortezes right now. It's cool, you know. Be, but that you know, I was trying to be. You know, it's thug. You know, trying man. What's up? You can't tell me nothing, fool. What's yeah. up? You know. You even would yeah. change your voice. You know, yeah. you would manipulate your voice. Yeah. And 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 change your your mannerisms just to fit. Even right. though even though deep down when you get home, you're like, "What's up, mom?" Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, what do you, can, can I have my little cheese stick thing today? You know. It's, but anyways, I you know, and then and it was whenever I went to Pasadena. Whenever I went to South Houston. I I realized that hey man there is other types of things out here there is yeah. and then you know um that's whenever I was like man screw that I'm tired of trying to be that way I'm not that way and yeah. I didn't like the way it made me felt you know yeah and then you know I discovered Slipknot once again they they freaking I didn't know that there could be music out there like that. I didn't know yeah. there was music like that. So I was like man I'm just going to be myself, you know, like screw these fags, yeah. you know. 
uh, like I don't I don't give a crap I don't care about pleasing you anymore yeah. like, I just want to please myself this is what I like you know I like wrestling and and fast heavy music yeah. you know and the heavier and faster it got the better yeah you know and then and it was cool but man it's even like that now dude with older kids man I always say the, the biggest problem one of the biggest problems that I see is that uh freaking people man like uh people in the music scene they don't they don't even listen to what they want to listen to anymore they listen to what the cool guy tells them to listen to yeah you know they listen to you know say they liked uh freaking whatever they like metal you yeah. know and we're getting into the whole genre thing again but say they like metal they want to jam cannibal corpse or they want to listen to, you know, Azalea Dying or some something metal, you know. Yeah. And then they realize they go to a show and they realize that all the hardcore kids are taking over, you know, and that and that you need to listen to Trapped Under Ice and you gotta listen to uh you know, Xpire yeah. and all that other stuff. And it's like they don't even really like it, they're just listening to it because that's what the tough cool kids are telling them to yeah. listen to. So it, it even goes from being a kid to being an adult, man. And it's like, dude, no, listen to what you like. To me, that's the, that was weak. It's per- like, shoot, listen to something. Perfect tougher. Perfect example is uh, I went to see Emery a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, this dude starts doing that. Uh, this, And he was an older dude. He was like, I'm going to say late 30s or at least in his 40s. I don't know what it's called. You know when they start doing like that, that little metal walk? That they do around the, the pit, oh, uh, like when they like kind of swing their arms. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and they kind of like, kick their legs for it. Yeah, I know what you're talking. What's it called? But um, oh. so he started doing. We're 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 watching Emery. So he starts doing that, and I'm yeah. kind of just there, whatever. And then there's this other kid. He's standing more towards from. He's kind of fat dude. He's a little. He seems older. He probably. I mean, it's hard to say. He could be my age. Could be a little. Older. So he kind of starts swinging backwards and starts walking backwards and swinging backwards, and I'm just kind of. Once again, you know, we're watching Emery. Yeah, you know, Emery. What are you not, doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll have their little heavy parts, but I wouldn't even necessarily call them heavy. Um, but I felt it's heavy for them. Yeah, for pa- them probably. Yeah, but um, but at the same time, it was one of those where I feel they they saw that somewhere, or you know, when they went to see an actual, let's say, like a metal band, they. They saw that happening. They saw people doing that, so it became the cool thing to do in the pit. And, but to me, th- this music didn't call for that. And that's and that's that's I guess the other yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's one of those where, like you said, people were either listening or doing certain things because well, this is what the cool kids monkey do. Monkey see, monkey yeah, do. Yeah. So they start and I'm and like I said, it's fucking Emery. What are you yeah. What are you doing? I, I expected to go to that show and just enjoy watching them. Not have to like worry about getting yeah yeah in the yeah because y'all are doing this sh- and I was in my head I was just kind of like what are you doing bro like, yeah relax it's weird too because I'm kind of like on both sides of the fence of that because for me it's like I've always believed in man do what you want screw yeah. them screw what they think you know but at the same time it's kind of like you gotta kind of know what you're doing yeah, too man yeah. like this is not the place for that yeah. like. You know, there's been plenty of people, too, will freaking go to a hardcore show, and, you know, I know everybody, and everybody knows me for the most part, and, you know, these fools have been going to shows for quite some time, you know, because I've seen, I've been in it for a while, so I've seen a lot of people come and go and come and go, and, uh, you know, there's people that have been stuck and around, sticking around for, you know, five, six, seven years, and, uh, 
and we all know, you know, kind of like what's going on. We know what to look out for. We, you know, we got each other's backs. Yeah. And and then there will just be this one person who's just like, I've never seen him before. Or maybe I've seen him one other time. Yeah. And they're just ruining the show. They're throwing water all over the pit floor. That's yeah. one thing I can't stand. They did that like, too. Yeah, it's like, dude, why would you do that? So people can slip and fall. Yeah. And a dude had a beer, and, and he and he literally like started shaking it on purpose yeah. just to spill that shit everywhere. And that's a good way to get beat up, man. Yeah. Like for real, that's a good way to get. And it happens. I yeah. I am also like, I don't really, you know, per, like, I guess uh, push to fight at shows. That's uh, condone like, it. I'm, yeah, I don't condone it. That's the right word. Uh, but I mean, it happens and it's going to yeah. happen, especially with aggressive music, you know? Uh, but I, I believe that you should know, you know, your whereabouts yeah. and know what I mean, to do I mean, and what it, not to do, you know? I mean, I knew, you know, uh, but then again, like, it's like you said, you know, people, people will start li- listening to, to hardcore bands or whatever, uh, because they'll go to a metal show and, and they'll see, you know. Which, I mean, that's what it's for. You know, when you buy a band tee or something, you know, it's to get – the main purpose of it is to get your name out there. So you'll have people – you know, let's say the last time I went to see y'all, you'll have people that show up to see Gideon that have never been to a hardcore show. So when they see, you know, you know, because – it's and it's like I told my friend. My friend – me and my friend, we always go to shows. But he's more he's, – he's a little older than I am, and he uh, he's more into metal bands. And at the most, it's metal metal core bands, mm-hmm. you know, like August Burns Red and shit like that. Right. Um, so you'll still you'll still see a lot of moshing at those shows. Every once in a so while, you'll see it, you'll see a little bit more of uh, hardcore dancing and stuff. Yeah. And uh, uh, and so he'll make fun of it a little bit, cause I told him that I do that and stuff like that. And he'll make fun of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I go, you can make fun of it all you want, but I guarantee you, you would not step foot in there. Yeah. Because I go, it's one thing to, you know, just shoulder bump each other. Because this is how I explain it. And you, like, you do what you want. I'm not hating on you. You do whatever you want. But I'm a clean person. I like to be clean. Yeah. So I don't want to go in a pit with, like, 30 dudes, half of them with their shirts off, and you're basically all, like, pushing and hugging all up on each other. Yeah. And getting people sweat and shit all over me. Like, fuck that. I'd rather, you know, rather release it in a different way. But that's just me. Everybody to each their own. Yeah. But, um... But I know if I was to take – oh, because actually uh, me and him the last time we went to see uh, uh, Upon a Burning Body at nice. White Oak. It was a couple – a couple uh, mm-hmm. a month or two ago. Yeah, I remember. And, um, and oh, fuck, I, I always forget how to pronounce her name. Kublai. Kublai Khan. Yeah. One of my favorites. They opened – they were the band either before them or the band before them. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's, there's a couple bands before them too. So obviously there was, you know, either just like just regular people there to see the show or metal kids moshing. Mm-hmm. But then once they came on, it was then you totally just different then, set. then you just see other random people that you weren't seeing out there come in. Yeah. And then that's They're when I kind of that's when I kind of told him I was like we should probably step back. And then yeah. he was like why? And I was like I just think we should probably step back. Yeah. So we scooted back a little bit. I mean we had a row of people in front of us, but there was a couple of chicks in front of us, and I kind of wanted to be like y'all should probably go over there. Yeah. So sure enough, as soon as, you know, <laughs> that first little, you know, when they come out, when the band comes out and then they're like, you motherfucker, you know, like, get ready for this shit. I want to see y'all, you know, then and you see them all running back and forth. I'm like, y'all should probably move. Yeah. And then I love it. And then that's when they start. And I think that was his first time of actually seeing a pit like that to where 
I was just some I, serious stuff. Yeah, right I, here. I told him I go, <laughs> and then there's this one skinny kid that I always see at, at hardcore show. Actually, I think he was at Gideon too. He wears glasses. Oh yeah, and he and he yeah. has them tied. To I know him. exactly yeah. who you're talking about. He got fucking checked nasty to Oof. the ribs. Yeah. He just immediately went like I think either it was an elbow or, or the back of someone's foot, mm-hmm. right, right to the rib cage right here, Ugh. and he just immediately went down, and he was just like. And like for it like maybe sucks. a whole song, he was just there, and yep. and I kind of looked at him and I told him I was like, yeah, see, you know, this is this is different than you know people moshing, and I guess the way the this way is different than Emory, yeah, the way the the way they see it is, you know, uh, the hardcore pits are more are more uh, douchey people as far as because he goes when when they're you know shoulder checking or whatever that they'll pick you up and all this kind of stuff. And that at hardcore shows, there you know, there's the people that are intentionally trying to hit everyone around them. Yeah, and then and, it's, and that's like every man for himself. Yeah. it's definitely different. And it's I mean, different. and and I don't I don't like that either. I don't agree with that because when I do it, I I intentionally try not to hit anyone. Right. Um. I mean, if if I'm if it's somebody else in the pit, and I accidentally kind of like swing my arm back and hit them. That like that's an accident. Yeah. But as far as like the people around, I intentionally Crowd try killing. not. Yeah, I try not to do that. But um, that's always that's it, that's always been a big controversy. It's like you think it's somebody thinks it's wrong, somebody thinks it's not. You know, it's like it's it's that's always an argument. You yeah. know, it always is, and it's always has been. And uh, even whenever the first time I saw it, I was like, dang, like this fool's tripping. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> I was like, whatever. You know, uh. Whenever I get in the pit, I hardly, hardly, hardly ever, you know, crowd kill. Yeah. You know, it's just not me. It's not what I do. I have done it before. Yeah. Um, but I like to do it to the people who do it. Yeah. You know, to, like just because they want to get all some of them, some of them want to get all butt hurt for like if you do it to them. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, well, you do it to other people. Why can't they do it to you? Like. I'm yeah. Like, well, there was this one group of kids, uh, that. It was at the various show. You were there when we opened up for yeah. uh, For the Fallen Dreams. And uh, them fools, I didn't know them. And they were crowd killing on people like they, like they've been in the Houston scene and they freaking, they own it. Yeah. You know, like they were really seemed to be real familiar, but I've never seen them before. So I was like, okay, these fools are getting down like that. Cool, cool. All right, just watch out, you know. And then, so at the end, Ferrials called everybody out, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh, whatever, hell yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, I wasn't so there. So I went, and I personally, I purposely went uh, to to them group of guys, I was like, all right, this dude's been doing it this whole night, I'm going to do it to them, uh, because they, they get down like that, yeah. so they'll know what's up, you know. And so I did it, and to my surprise, they didn't get mad, they didn't, they didn't get you know, butthurt or anything, or try to fight me or anything. And that's good. I think that that's cool because... um, You should be able to take it if you're going to give it yeah, out. Yeah, if you're going to put it out that much, like the way they were, then you should be able to take it and not be a little faggot about it yeah. and try not, you know, don't be freaking gay. Like, yeah. you know. See, like my thing is, you know, the whole, the whole crowd killing, I don't like it and I don't agree with it, but I also know if I'm going to go see you know, X band, whoever it is, that's that. And I know it's going to be more of a hardcore show than I, I at least walk into it expecting it. And I walk into it knowing that it could happen. Mm-hmm. So to me, you just kind of, cause like you said, some people agree with this. Some people don't. And to me, it's just one of those things where you can't control people. So all you can do is be aware. 
You know, because some people yeah. some people aren't aware. A lot of people aren't. I was gonna say one thing that benefits you a lot is that you've been around. You've, yeah. you've been to shows. You've you know you've been to metal shows. You know you know freaking Amory. You've been to hardcore. You've been all over the place. You yeah. know, so you know what's up. You know the differences. But there's a lot of people who don't, man. Yeah. And a good example is this one time, uh, we're watching a day to remember, and that you could tell that there was a lot of people. There's Obviously, it's a day to remember. There's freaking thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, and there's those little young kids, young girls with their little a day to remember shirts on. They've heard, they heard a few songs from them on the radio, the yeah. radio friendly ones. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, cool. And then they come out and they're like, what's up? And yeah. it's like one of their heavier songs. And they're like, what's this? Yeah. You know, this isn't a day to remember. And then they freaking people start swinging and flying all over the pit. Yeah. And it's like. They don't know. Yeah. You know, they don't know. They're all really. like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. It just comes out of when all they yeah. heard was la, 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 yeah, la, yeah. la, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. that acoustic song from them. And it's like, oh, I love them. And it's like, really, that's just one song. Yeah. You know, that was the song just to get y'all to come out. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was just to get them laid. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my, you know, because um, I've been, you know, it's like I've been to metal shows, but they'll have that one hardcore band. And, you know, like people don't know them, mm. you know. Uh, That's a recipe for disaster. And and then so there'll be a metal band, a metal band, then it's them, and then another metal band, then the headliner. So they're always like plopped right in the middle somewhere. So, you know, you have all these the white boys that are, you know, shoulder checking and shit like that. And then this and then that band will come up and, and the then game changes. Yeah. And then and then that's when people start like there. But what sucks is. There's so many people standing around them, around the pit that have drinks and shit, and because they don't know what's about to happen, all these drinks are getting fucking spilled everywhere and fights and, happening yeah. and all this and that. But, I mean, it doesn't bother me if 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 it's a like if it's a if it's a hardcore band that I don't know, so I'm you know I'm kind of I don't plan on getting in there or anything like that. Then I'll just go. I'm gonna go chill in the back because I know what's about to happen, and I would rather just stay back here. Yeah. Because, you know. I just don't want any shit, and some shit's about to happen. Like, like problems could <laughs> always, happen. It yeah. Does. So I would rather be back here and not get any shit. Yeah. But I mean, it's just it's gonna happen. And it's making <laughs> hardcore sound kind of like uh, real dicky, kind of like too tough, you know. Yeah. But it's really, it's not always like that. I want people to know, you know, that we're not some crazy freaking barbarian animals going out there and just yeah. trying to fight, trying to pick fights. That's not what it's about. We we really have. It's an, uh, an aggressive outlet, you know, that's, I think it's very healthy, you know. Oh, yeah. um, You're not telling me. Yeah, to to go out and freaking, that's my outlet, man, to write yeah. music, to write, like, the price you pay, we, we have, you know, melodic hardcore, and, it, and we got some heavy stuff, you know, but it's not real heavy to where I can express myself fully, so that's why I started that side project, Rats, it's a little bit. It's a lot more aggressive, a lot more in your face, a lot heavier, and it's a good outlet for me. Do you write and all that? Yeah, I wrote all of it. Okay. Um, the only thing I I wrote and played all of it and recorded. The only thing that uh, was programmed was the drums, obviously, yeah. because I can't play drums like that because it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, but you know, going to shows and swinging your arms and just really, really feeling the music, man. Yeah. It's it's a it's a very positive thing, and it and it's fun. It's not. 
it's not something to be afraid of. It's something to proceed with caution. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because you could get hurt. I've seen people get laid out. Yeah. You know, I've been hit hard yeah. plenty of times. Very hard. Uh, but it's it's a positive thing. And if, and if it is what you make it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be all oh, who's the toughest. You know, that's yeah. one thing that bothers me a lot, man, is that there's a lot of super try hard tough guys out there that, yeah. you know, it's really annoying. To it's me, like, to me, half the people that get like that in the pit is because they know they have two, three, four, five, six friends with them. Yeah. So they they're like, I'm gonna go out there and be tough because if anybody tries to start shit, I got friends with me. But if yeah. you caught them, if you caught them at the mall by himself, and you're like, hey, weren't you that guy in the pit that was that you fucking hit me and you thought you were all tough and shit? You probably, well, fuck. Yeah, know. and I've had that. <laughs> I've had that happen. Like I've called dudes out. And they're like, no, nah, bro, uh, man, we're cool, dog. And they throw no, their hand no. up, try to shake my hand. It's like, nah, dude, we're not cool, you know, because you yeah. thought you were tough shit with tough. all your little yeah. friends around you and shit. And now you're not. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you ain't a freaking G, fool. Like, you're not a G. <laughs> like, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then his mom walks up, come on, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Hill. <laughs> Tyler Hill, you're gay, <laughs> fool. You're a friend. <laughs> uh, come on, Tyler. You gotta nah, go home. Nah, yeah, Tyler. Making roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah man it's like you kids like why can't you just have fun with it like yeah. why why does it have to be mr i'm the toughest and yeah. i have the coolest freaking hardcore band shirt on and, yeah you know whatever you know it's like and then the only reason you're even into it right now at this period in your life that you'll probably only listen to it for like a year or two and then you'll be out of the hardcore scene. Yeah. You know, the only reason you even do that now is because the cool guy told you to. And see, I can, I can, I'll do, I can do some metal, and I can do, I can do a little bit of everything. But there, but only certain bands were, are going to appeal to me because there's other bands, you know, that can be huge, and I don't understand why they're huge. Because to me, there, I'll listen to one or two or three songs, and I go, there's, there's no appeal there for me. Like I, but I'm not saying they suck. Because I, right. I, I'm not one to try to just... I don't like to throw out, oh, this band sucks, that band sucks. I mean, unless you're like Nickelback or something. <laughs> but um, but to me, I could just... Oh, that doesn't appeal to me. Then I'll go listen to them, and I go, ah, oh, that doesn't appeal to me. Like, say for y'all, for example, the reason, the, the fact that y'all have um, the melodic parts in your music is what appealed to me the most. Mm-hmm. Because it, it 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 gave it that that different sound to where... It's not it, just it, all chugs. Yeah, yeah, to where it's and, and there because there are some bands that can be all chugs that still appeal to me, but then there's some that I'm just like, it just sounds like one continuous song, and I'm just yeah. dude. What Man, the well, fuck? some bands are really good at it, dude. Some yeah. bands are really good, at, like the Acacia Strain, for example. Yeah, the Acacia Strain, they've been writing, I don't even know how many albums yeah, they have, around, been six around or seven for fucking ever. Yeah, and they're really good at writing heavy music, and it to me they've never gotten old. Yeah, but like. uh I guess I shouldn't say what bands I don't like. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are certain bands out there that I'm like, okay, dude, that's just like a one-trick pony, you yeah. know, and, and you're going to be in and out in two or three years, you yeah. know. And, and that's cool and fine and everything, but I definitely see what you're saying. Like, in freaking Kublai Khan, to me, like, them fools, obviously there's a, they have a lot of fans, and they're one of the better ones at writing heavy music and keeping it interesting. Yeah. They're, it's... There's always something happening in the music that yeah. keeps you like moving. It keeps you energized. It keeps yeah. you, you know, there. it keeps you interested. Yeah. yeah, and they're really good at it, man. 
shout out to those guys uh, <laughs> being from Texas, man. Yeah. They're super cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, shoot, I'll, I'll go and listen to some freaking Newfound Glory. Yeah. And some Blink, you know, and then I'll go and listen to some metal stuff too. And, you know, I like stuff, I like suicidal tendencies, them fools roll, man. They, yeah. Me and my friend Yusenium went to go see them at uh, White Oak in the big room downstairs, and that was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, that's more, I guess suicidal's not really metal. It's more like punky. Uh, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's it's good stuff, man. Uh, so I'm kind of with you on that, being all over the place. Yeah. I just don't, like, you know, I can name a band, and, you know, you could not like them, you know, for mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, whatever reason. But I just don't like the whole, you know, because you could tell some people, oh, I like, even someone like Slipknot. You can tell someone I like Slipknot, and, and oh, fuck. Slipknot fucking sucks. Yeah. Even their serious. You like Slipknot? What if? Yeah. Even their first album wasn't good. Like they just like they just don't know what's. Yeah. They just don't. (laughs) They just don't like them at all. And I get, and that's fine. I mean, no, it's not. (laughs) To me, it's not. It's like, dude, you don't, you don't understand. Like Slipknot. Like everybody's like, oh, everybody like you're a poser. You don't even know that. Of course, you like Slipknot. You know. And it's like, nah, dude. Like. You only know from subliminal verses and up. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know, you know psychosocial. Good job. Yeah. You know, that's all you know of Slipknot. I, I, had, a, I had a person recently come up and, and they were, they go, I think I was wearing my Slipknot shirt or something. They go, something about, I think their favorite song was like Vermilion, Psychosocial, and one of the, I think maybe like Kill Pop from their new album or some yeah. shit. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't. This, if, this if, they, know yeah. what's up. if they yeah. if they're being honest, if they are their his favorite songs, her favorite songs, whoever's favorite songs, that's fine. But at the same time, I'm just like whatever. I mean, they're they're not necessarily my favorite. They're not bad songs, but they're not yeah. necessarily my favorite. It's like, do you even have you even heard these first two albums? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right? And then and then you know when they do, if they do, it's like no, that's not Slipknot to me. This is yeah. Slipknot. It just depends, man. But for me. The aggression, I mean, that's what I that's what I look for in music. I look for aggression and to see who can. It has to move uh, you a certain way. It has to make you feel a certain a certain way. It has to, you know, it has to because there's like I said, there's there's bands that people listen to, and I just I just for the life of me, I just can't get into. Like I just I'm yeah. sorry, I can't do it. That's that's the way it was for me. Uh, for a few bands like uh, there's TUI, which is trapped under ice and expire. Uh, good bands, you know, it's cool music. I get it. I get why people like them. Uh, but for me, I could just never get into it. And honestly, it kind of might be kind of biased only because there's a lot of just way too many tough guys. They're way too tough yeah. that listen to that. And it kind of puts me off to it. But I've tried to listen to it. And it's not really, like I said, no, uh, nothing against them. You know, it's like I said, it's good music. They're you know, seem to be cool dudes. Uh, but the music, I just, it's not for me. You yeah. know, I'd rather listen to something, a different type of heavy, yeah. I guess, you know. Well, it's getting to that point. So I'm going to have to end it here before I let it go for another three hours because yeah. this is when you tend to forget how long you've been going for. Yeah, how but, long have um, been on this thing anyway? So. Uh, about two hours now. Oh, nice. Okay, that's cool, man. I guess time flies. So. Sorry, man. Let them know uh, where they can find you, Instagram, social media, for you, your band, whatever. 
Okay. Um, well, first, uh, True Warrior Tattoo. Right now, we're doing a uh, special called Get What You Get. It's uh, you give me 50 bucks and I give you 50 cents to go uh, get out of uh, a random tattoo that comes out of a, like a little gumball machine. And uh, it sounds kind of risky, but it's pretty cool. I've uh, had a lot of satisfied customers come out of that. And it's only 50 bucks. That's actually less than uh, than my shop minimum there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can come try that out or, you know, come check out some Tattoo Flash at True Warrior Tattoo. It's on Allen Genoa, um, right around the corner from Show Palace. It's 513 South Allen Genoa. Or you can give us a call at 832-767-2954. And uh, if you're interested in checking out my band, The Price We Pay, we're a <clears throat> melodic hardcore band. Like Eddie said at the beginning, we got music up on Spotify and uh, YouTube and all that stuff. And my name's Joseph Cuvier. Sweet. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for having you, me, man. Dude. Yeah.